Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Pake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Black Mirror. Oh, it's back. And this week <laughs> we're covering season six, episode one, titled Joan is Awful. I should have yes. said um, podcast dedicated to the Streamberry show. Black yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, missed opportunity. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Do we want to? Do we want to associate with Streamberry? They seem real shady. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do seem very shady. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, well, I know you and I have talked about this for weeks, you know, being super excited, knowing that um, Black Mirror was coming back, because it's definitely uh, a favorite for you and I both, yes. and highly anticipated season six that we get here uh, from the folks behind the show. What did you think of this first episode? Just just your general thoughts. I loved this one. It okay. is, it's one of those unique episodes where it's not, like, it's definitely dark like in concept like there's definitely some like really like mind fuckery going on but like it's lighthearted. it is one of those episodes that like is a lot more like uh, heavy on the like the humor and the comedy and the absurdity and i think they try to start a lot of seasons off in kind of that vein uh mm-hmm. And then just let it all go downhill from there with depression and despair and <laughs> anxiety. So, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> the traditional Black Mirror style. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's still very Black Mirror, but it's it is it's a it's a lighter, more humorous kind of funny and goofy episode. But still with stuff that makes you think with still some uh, really important like social commentary and stuff in there. So, yeah, I thought it was. Just a great way to start a new season of Black Mirror, for sure. That's awesome. I love that. Um, well, bef- before I give my thoughts, I would love to see a show of hands if after watching this episode, you went and read Netflix's Terms and Conditions. Anyone? Uh, yeah. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not just I, uh, <laughs> I, I literally have a note here in one of my points that just says, is this situation absolutely terrifying to think about existing in the realm of possibility at all? Totally. Will I now start reading all terms and conditions extremely carefully or even at all? No. No, I will not. I still don't have time for that shit. <laughs> I, I I did. I went and uh, I was like, oh my gosh. Like immediately after. I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll admit, uh, nope, I haven't read them. And I did uh, that, that night. I was like, I'm going to see if there's what they're sneaking in here. But uh, it's all good. You know, uh, no deep fakes on the Hayek's in yours this time, huh? Not today, not today. Right. But you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta pay attention because every time you sometimes you get that email, right? We've updated, you know, our terms and conditions, and yeah. you just delete the email, right? Every time you get one of those notifications, not anymore. Um, <laughs> I I'm with you. I thought this was a, a really good episode. I love Annie Murphy. I think yes. she's absolutely delightful. I am a fan of hers. If if y'all have not seen Schitt's Creek, you just, I mean, number one, it's an absolutely amazing show. 
David, so ew. Ew, David, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And along with the rest I of the cast, her. Annie Murphy is absolutely delightful in that show. Yes. And when I saw her in this, I was like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be really good. And yeah. uh, she, she really brought her a game because she's a great comedic uh, actress, but yeah. can also bring the drama um, too. So yeah, I still was, haven't watched Kevin can F himself. And I am very interested in that show because it seems really good. Yeah. I'm curious about that one too. <sighs> so I'm, I'm glad that she's, you know, had some success after, after Shit's Creek. She, she deserves it. I think she was pretty well unknown um, before, before that show. So I'm really glad that she's getting that recognition that uh, she deserves. So it was really awesome to see her in, in this episode. And I liked you know, with you, I like the infusion of the comedy. I love, mm-hmm. you know, and appreciate Charlie Brooker's uh, humor that yeah. he, you know, puts in in the shows. And they're not all like that. I I appreciate when we get some of that because they some episodes can be so dark. And I haven't seen. I know you went ahead and watched the entire uh, episodes of season six. Zero self control. Like <laughs> yeah. the night oh, it dropped, okay. I was like, "Well, I'm not sleeping. Here we go." <laughs> And that's okay because it's an anthology. You can't be spoiled. So nothing wrong with that. But I chose, I've chosen to just watch one episode at a time to really just for myself, you know, make it last. live and breathe it. Yeah. <laughs> make it last. That's the biggest part for me is, yeah. you know, I, I just, I get so sad if I binge something too fast, you know? So I'm always like, nope, you know, hold yourself back and appreciate it. So I, I have only watched this episode and, um, so I'm anxious to see what the rest of the, the episodes are going to be like if, if they're leaning more towards, you know, a little bit more humor or mostly dark or a little bit of both. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. But I, I really did like this episode. And it really, really just brought a lot of things like to the service and things I just don't think we talk about enough. So <laughs> let's talk about them here. <laughs> As we break down this episode, why don't you go ahead and jump in uh, with um, your first point tonight? All right. Uh, And as I was telling you, I think like before we started recording, breaking this into points was was difficult. Uh, Mm -hmm. I managed. But yeah, Black Mirror is really hard because it's not even like, you know, sometimes we set up points of like, well, here's a little bit of story we got. What do we think? Where is it going to go? But with an anthology like this, it's like... Well, we we know where everything goes because we get a fully rounded beginning, middle, end. It's all done. So exactly, <laughs> we're just going to talk about all of it, though. We're not going to worry too much about the format. So no yeah. worries. Uh, so I'm just going to focus on one character. Those, you know, they're all kind of side characters. Uh, <laughs> even Joan sometimes, right? Uh, <laughs> the way she feels. Uh, but the character of Mac. Um. I thought was very interesting. I wanted to get some of your thoughts uh, on him, uh, <laughs> which, you know, we, we see Joan on her phone kind of texting with him and we learn, you know, the relationship through her therapist that there was an ex that, you know, it, it was it was a hot flame that just burnt out. Uh, and I guess, you know, we, we don't really know what happened between them, but it didn't work out. But then he's still reaching out to her. And it is this this conversation with her therapist, this main character conundrum she's dealing with, mm-hmm. where she says she doesn't feel like the main character, her own, own life story. And with her therapist, we're like, but you'd like to be, right? And so she follows on the heels of that with, well, Mac's been texting her. She's like, okay, maybe I'll meet him and just let my, you know, story play out. Let's see what happens. Let's take this, you know, narrative route, right? And so she goes and meets with him. And I think I can see why they broke up. Uh <laughs> 
He's a pushy <laughs> douchebag. Like, he really is. He's just very self-centered, and it's all like, oh, no, no, I get you. You can't leave your boyfriend for for me, who's just amazing in every way. You know, he's just very self-centered, very full of himself, mm-hmm. very much like, oh, it's about what I want, not really what you want, but what you want what I want, right? And it made me a little uh, icky feeling. I was like, I don't, I don't like this guy. Uh also, just take care of your own self, man. I, I, I'm bad at being on my phone in the bathroom, too, at times, but I'm not sitting there watching an entire show. So, you know, <laughs> finish up, put it on the TV, dude. Come on. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I, I've been okay without seeing him uh, on on the pot, right. watching some stream, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so while he's watching that, I was just a little, I was just like, yeah, Joan being played by Salma Hayek is wild, but you know, Max got to be feeling pretty good about being played by Ben Barnes. Like that's, that's, that's a compliment, right? <laughs> that's a huge step up, honestly, if I'm looking at, uh, at this version of Mac that we get and I'm looking at Salma Hayek's Mac and I'm like, oh, that's Ben Barnes. That's Logan Delos <laughs> from Westworld. He's hot. Yeah. You know, so that yeah. was... That was I could see <laughs> that yeah. version of the show makes it more makes it make more sense. I was gonna yeah. say that version made sense when they're talking about like how hot this relationship was and yeah. how uh, all this banging chemistry and stuff. I wasn't getting that with, mm-hmm. with this Mac. I'm like, yeah, like you said, he's kind of a douche. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ben Barnes could have like a really steamy relationship she, uh, scene with a bowl of spaghetti. He can make it work. Absolutely. You know, like, he it doesn't matter. Make it work. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, so Joan's having just a terrible time. We will talk more about her. But then we see, where does she turn to? You know, Krish has left. She lost her job. She's gone through all this. So she has nowhere to turn but then for Mac, for some kind of comfort. Uh, awkwardly, of course, she shows up at his place or the hotel or suite he's at. And he's watching the show. And you're just like, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> that's just what she needs. Uh... Then things get a little hot and heavy. She just needs somebody to lean on. He takes advantage of that. And that's where I'm like, man, the real title of this should be Mac is awful. Because he truly is. Uh, stops having sex with her because it's going to be in the show. And he doesn't like, you know, it's so public, you know. Um, but then he really seals his fate for I'm glad. Like, he's like, yeah, he's done at that point in the episode. So he says, you know, he doesn't like being seen as the guy who can't get it up for Salma Hayek, right? And then the line that he drops, he says, you know, it, it's one thing to not be able to get it up for, like, you. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, he has the yeah. gall to make it about him and, like, say something like that and think she's not going to react poorly. Um, and then he's like, I didn't agree to become a public figure. She goes, neither did I. It's just like, and then he's, like, lecturing her. He's like, I told you to read the terms and conditions. It's like, you also accepted them if you're watching the show, so. Exactly. <laughs> if you have an account, then uh, so do you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. It's like, within this world of Joan is awful, Mac is awful as well. <laughs> he he definitely, you know, as, as, like, towards the end when they're kind of showing, like, all the users having like their own blank, you know, insert your name here is awful. I'm like, he, mm-hmm. he's deserved, I think of that, yeah. you know, Joan, d- you know, from what we saw was like, not maybe the best person ever, but I'm like, did she really deserve like that? And what happened to her and calling her awful? I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he was, he was awful. <laughs> he was awful. Uh, yeah, I like that. He was, yeah, I couldn't quite figure out what I thought of him, to be honest, other than 
he was just kind of douchey and yeah yeah to give her anxiety and like make her feel bad about like not being able to perform or something I'm like dude that's that sounds like a you problem <laughs> i know it's like he's the only man it, well he's probably the sad thing is he's probably not the only man in existence who's gonna have that problem and somehow blame it on on his partner right like yeah, yeah. <laughs> jeez yeah real gentleman there uh, well what I'll, I'll start with one thing that I really loved and that caught me right away and really just shocked me because as we see this streaming platform in this episode called Streamberry, mm-hmm. it's like this might as well be Netflix. It's it, so it, meta, right? <laughs> it's I'm just that's what I love about this show. It just I will just sit there and I'm just like my jaw is to the floor. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, even the the startup noise, the tadum trademark trademarked tadum. Yeah, yeah. I was like, T U D U M. They have their own trademark on the sound. It's great, tadum. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, how how did they get that? And I mean, I know this is a Netflix show, but like, how did they get that in there for like production? It just it blows me away. And even the iconic red and white color um, scheme that they have, like the S. Yeah comes up just like then does yeah um, or one of the newer things they've done in the past just like few years uh is having almost like the very like technicolor like you know with the oranges and the blues and the greens like span out mm-hmm. over the screen whenever you're like starting something it starts with red and then it like this like whole like color spectrum flashes across real quick mm-hmm. i like there was like that going on on the screens in the background when they were at the streamberry office wow and so- <laughs> it's- it's it's amazing how they were able to, to do that. And what I read, because I, I love this, um, it's it's a very, very short point, but I feel like it it has to just be mentioned, even if it's a, a, a small thing, because it's super cool. Um, and what is also super cool, and I don't know if you've seen it or not, or if anyone uh, that's listening to us has seen it, because this apparently didn't really bother Netflix at all, like <laughs> this straight up kind of semi-representation in uh, this episode because they got in on the joke. They launched streamberry.tv and they launched a website, youareawful.com. Yeah. And I played around with it. (laughs) Did you go in there too? Yeah. Yeah. So they, for anyone that doesn't know, um, you can go to that website and it allows you to star in your own quote awful show. Um, but I would read the terms and conditions. Um, and it I did. Actually- What's funny enough is when I played around with it, I did read the terms and conditions on it because yes. <laughs> I did read those ones because it was dealing directly with this concept of this episode. It is because um, what and what it will do is it will if you allow it to, it will generate you, you can uh, take a selfie or use a, a picture and it will actually create a, like the movie poster that you see in the um, in the show. The Joan is awful. It will have mm-hmm. your name is awful and it will have your picture and it will look exactly like that. And yeah, I've played around with it too. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's in those terms and conditions that you're giving them access to is if they you, you upload one of those, they do have the right to use your photo for mm-hmm. like a billboard or like something right, in Times like Square or something like they mm-hmm. can use it for promotional material. Which, I mean, hey, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Sure. I almost did it. I was like, I don't know. I played with it for a little bit, but I I got really chicken and backed out. But 
I, I heard that they have, um, or I saw they had terms and conditions um, on the same page where you're creating the poster. Um, but I, I think that they actually do have a real terms and conditions that they will email you just to validate, like, are you mm-hmm. sure that like you want to opt into this and you can still like back out? I heard, I didn't go th- mm-hmm. through with it, but that's what I had read. So I think that if you're just like, you know, playing around with it or something, um, they still give you an opportunity to opt out. So I love that they kind of got in on this joke and didn't seem to mind, you know, that, you know, while they're not being called out, like, um, you know, as as like Netflix, it it kind of might as well be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read that Brooker, Charlie Brooker said to Vanity Fair, he said, I'd love to be able to say that there was a big fight. Actually, what happened uh, was Netflix went. Yeah, that sounds funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So, you know, I saw questions online like, how could they allow this? How would, why would they let this happen? And it sounds like they were totally okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess Netflix has a sense of humor as well. Yeah. Um, But I just, I just was like, oh my gosh, they're really doing it. They're really going there. And thought that was really funny Um, and added to the humor of the show. Um, and yeah, if anyone makes any of those, you know, you are awful uh, posters, uh, send them our way. I'd love to love to check them out. Yeah, It'd be fun. All right, what's your next point? All right, another quick one. They're all going to be mostly pretty quick. Uh, Salma fucking Hayek. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> she is an icon. <laughs> Man, um, just I, I, you know, of course, her playing or you know portraying. Joan in what we then learn is fictive level two. Uh, <laughs> if you get into that little twist, yeah, but, um, break it all down, right? But uh, just yeah, what she comes in, just talking about her in general, because it is is like this hard cut because we get the church scene, we have that, you know, what happens there, and uh, the kind of fallout of that, and then there's a hard cut to like Salma Hayek with her lawyer, uh, having the the same conversation that Joan Annie Murphy is having with her lawyer where she's, you know, we we have to sue them for they're able to make me do this and this. Well, it's in this page and this paragraph with the terms and conditions. Well, what about, you know, suing so-and-so or so-and-so? And it's just like, they've covered all their bases. So again, her lawyer can also do nothing about it because she has agreed to those terms and conditions. Even her is more specific about the things that Joan does can't come back on anybody up to and beyond defecation uh beyond oh my gosh how do you Uh, i i would need if if i'm not gonna take the time to read that i'm gonna hire someone to take the time and read for me and be like give me a summary of what i'm signing up for here because i feel like that's something i'd want to know uh and then just again with the humor of salma hayek because if you want to really get meta about this, because you have the fictive levels and it's actually because even the character we're following as Joan through almost this entire episode is a TV show adaptation of Joan played by Annie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then it's Salma Hayek as Salma Hayek uh, in this scene. So she's playing a little bit of a caricature of herself. So there's like this self-deprecating like humor and things thrown at herself. 
Like, you know, her going, you know I don't read this crap. I am a dyslexic, talented actress with questionable English. Uh, <laughs> just so great. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, so her uh, point of order is to go visit Joan herself. <laughs> Please don't kill me, Selma Hayek. Uh, That's a great line. I love that. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's there to talk about this situation with Joan herself. Well, kind of. Again, you know, spoiler for the ending. It's Really, that happened because Annie Murphy showed up at the house of the real Joan Tate to <laughs> discuss things with her, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, she wanted Salma Hayek's attention, and she got it. Uh, quite a unique way. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny, they're like mad at each other at first. It's like, you know, I don't want to be associated with you. You're disgusting. You don't have any self-respect. you know, respect. And she's just like... I don't want to be associated with me either. And it's like just this funny, you know, back and forth where it's just like, well, how much are you getting paid? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. That is really fucked up. You know, like that is, uh, so they're yelling, you know, <laughs> stop. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to yell at you. You are yelling at me. Uh, but they realize they've got to work together to fix this. Uh, they come up with this plan. Hayek says they should focus on that villain, Mona Giovanni and her entire strawberry machine. Uh, <laughs> which is funny. She's like, we're going to get that Giovanni. It's Giovanni. And we're going to take down the whole strawberry machine. Streamberry, but yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, they learn, yeah, the office and the computer are on the top floor, and they can't climb up the side of the building like Spider-Mans. So uh, <laughs> the plan does work, though, because one of them can just walk right through the front door because... She's Salma fucking Hayek, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am Salma fucking Hayek. Just uh, quotes. So many great quotes. This episode is so funny. <laughs> I, I, I agree. There were some great one-liners. And Salma Hayek was great. I don't... I'm trying to think of other things I've seen her in. I don't know that I've seen her in very, very many. Um, she didn't name drop roles. her own. Uh, oh yeah, movie Frida. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she did. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't know she could be, you know, funny. And I loved that yeah. she could kind of poke fun at herself a little bit too. Yeah, you know, at the same time, and you know, in in this show, trying to play, or in this episode, trying to play a character, but then also playing herself too. Yeah. Um, was really great. And I really liked her and Annie Murphy together. I thought they were really funny and cute together too. It was fun. Yeah. That was really great. Love Salma Hayek. Always had a bit of a girl crush on her. Um, she's great. Well, I was kind of questioning as I was watching what I, I thought I'd talk about here was like, why would Streamberry want to even make this series Joan is Awful and kind of talk about how how they were able to do it? Because I feel like, you know, so much in Black Mirror, I think you can sometimes take away a message of, oh, technology is really bad. But, you know, it's not always the technology that's bad. It's people mm-hmm. are bad. And I think that's one one thing that we're, is kind of a takeaway in this episode and probably a lot of other episodes if we go back and really look at them because it's really not so much the machines that are the enemy or yeah. that's bad for us. It's people. People yeah. are 
these stories are social commentary using the medium of, of a story about technology. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So we, you know, we kind of learn why or how they were able to make this show Joan is Awful, uh, which, as you mentioned earlier, makes a, it makes this a very kind of meta story. You know, we get the whole explanation that because of, you know, them accepting the terms and conditions, they're able to use her life and her personal data when she agreed, um, you know, to, to sign up on the platform. Yeah. Which and, I first watched. The way I laughed when I realized that that was going on, like that they really went and based an entire Black Mirror episode concept on the idea of people not reading terms and conditions. I was like, of course, how have they not done this already? <laughs> yeah, because we don't like like you said, I never do. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't ever either. There's probably once or twice I can count that I've ever read terms and conditions for anything. You just hurry up and accept, 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 next, next, next. Right. That's That's mm -hmm. what we do. Um, Some of them even put just like a scroll to bottom and accept, like yeah. literally skip. <laughs> you don't even you don't even scroll yourself. You just hit the go go directly to the bottom mm -hmm. and hit accept. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be doing that anymore. Uh, <laughs> so because of that, um, they relied on this algorithm, and then cameras, microphones on computers and phones. Uh, to get that information in her daily life. And that's why they were able to put up those episodes so quickly, right? They were able to produce them, release them um, because of the use of this, uh, the way that they're getting her information like in real time. And then because they're using, you know, this version of this AI to be able to put it together and write it and then using the CGI with this deep fake technology, um, is how they were able to, and then she consented, Salma Hayek consented when she signed her contract, which <laughs> sounds like she did not read that either. You know, yeah. <laughs> along with the terms and conditions, she did not read <laughs> her contract um, to know that, that that's just how they were going to use her image and um, when she licensed it to them. So I loved that, like you said, they were, you know, taking aim at everyone that doesn't read the terms and conditions. They just... We just all blindly agree to them. But then it's, I think, looking at those more complex issues, like how far technology and also greed can go. Mm -hmm. Because Streamberry was, was not only making a profit off of using the image of all of these people, but then twisting the events and using their like insecurities and vulnerable moments and they just did not even care like how it was affecting the people that they were taking advantage of. Like they did not mm -hmm. care at all about the source Joan, like and how yeah. it had destroyed her life. I mean, we can, we can take what we see um, because we thought at first, of course, the Annie Murphy, the version that we're seeing is like the real Joan until later. So it's like, well, how much of that was twisted? Because we keep seeing as Annie Murphy Annie Murphy's Joan is watching Salma Hayek. You know, she's watching mm -hmm. herself. She's like, that's not what happened. That's not what I said. And it's because like for drama, even when you see, um, oh, this is uh, when you're watching a show or a movie, it says this story is based on real events. Mm -hmm. But what do they always say? Some things may have been dramatized for like entertainment or something like that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, it's based on a true story, but some things are probably been taken out of context or 
maybe not as dramatic as what they appear on um on the show or on the on the movie that you're watching. So they've kind of done the same thing here. And it was just gross, you know, to kind of watch that, like how they just, you know, didn't care about how it affected everyone. Um, all they worried about was their bottom line. And it's it's scary to me. I know I've mentioned on um, the podcast before of how I just I don't really trust AI. I don't <laughs> I don't you know, it's it's kind of fun to play with it sometimes, but I just don't know that we're having enough conversations about how far it can go and all the there's, I think, some good that can come of it. But I think there's so many ways to use it in a bad way. And that's what mm -hmm. like the technology there's nothing wrong with the technology. It's the people that are using it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I that's what bothers me and what scares me is is all of these I, I in fact today I saw a video about how far it goes and just the awful I'm not even going to talk about it here and, and go into detail but just the awful things that people are doing with this AI and CGI and the, these deep fake technologies yeah. that are out there. It's absolutely disgusting what some people are doing with it. And that's what's terrible is because th this can be a good thing, but it's the people behind it. And I, I think that's what the conversation needs to be. It's not, don't be scared of the technology, be afraid of the people or of it being in like the wrong hands and what they're doing mm -hmm. with it. Um, either making a profit or destroying people's lives um, and using it in the, the grossest ways imaginable. Yeah. Yeah, which <laughs> doesn't go to quite those extremes, but yeah, but even here, you know, Javadi's master plan with her, you know, Streamberry and this computer, mm -hmm. uh, is there like tailoring this blank is awful for every individual user? Eventually, you know, nothing more relatable than your actual life, which sounds well awful. Um, honestly, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I guess it is very, you know, she's talking about, you know, oh, we tried the, you know, they have this like thing that comes up, you know, Brian is awesome. And it was just like, and people just didn't buy it. People didn't yeah, connect to it. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to see, you know, they, there was like the horror and the like, aspect of, of seeing the negative things and seeing themselves in a negative light. And I think that's the big social commentary of this episode. That's a pretty yeah. honest assessment, honestly, like people tend to gravitate towards and engage much more with negativity. Um, mm -hmm. As somebody who's on social media or watching just media in general, it thrives on division and negativity. It feeds on anger and exposing people's differences and the strife and the fear towards one another and other things. And so that's, it's, it's kind of, you know, an assessment of that is it's like, yeah, that's, that's what makes money and that's what gets people talking and that's what builds engagement is the negativity. Yeah. I'm thinking right now of a couple of social media platforms that really yeah. thrive on the negativity <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, I was like, gosh, and, and what does that say about us as a society that we would rather watch something about like ourselves that, you know, isn't the positive of us, it's the negative feeding into like um, she was explaining the our insecurities and our fears. And I'm like, that's that's we shouldn't be like that. <laughs> we, should, <Right. laughs> we shouldn't let that um, be what what draws us in. And we should we should be better. And I'm, yeah. I'm not saying I am because I'm probably just as guilty of that. You know, I'm, I'm my own harshest critic and uh, no one can can be as hard on. Uh, me is what I can be 
Um, So I'm just as guilty, but I'm like, we, that's bad. That really kind of hit that. That hit hit me there, you know. I was like, "Oh my yeah. gosh!" It's an That's... insidious concept, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right, Salma. <laughs> kill this kwamputa." <laughs> yeah, kill that thing. It felt uh... good when when she slung that axe at. The, I was like, "Yes, I would hundred percent do that." Yeah, it did make me wonder though if, if everybody's getting their own show. Who plays me and you in our own awful shows? I don't know. I I, it was, did, I didn't. Did you, did you think I didn't think that? about it too much. No, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, because it's not necessarily it has to be somebody who like looks like you or actually because it looks like you. No, Annie Murphy to Salma Hayek is such an insane jump. So it's like I don't. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe our listeners have some fun ideas of who they can fan cast Rima and Paik. <laughs> I would love to hear that if y'all want to write in and leave uh, some feedback. Either email us or if you want to. Um, put it on any of the other posts or however you want to write in, I'll uh, find it and tag me. I would love to hear the thoughts, you know, I actually did think about it and I mean, I wouldn't be mad about Annie Murphy because I think she Mm -hmm. is absolutely delightful. And, uh, and then I thought, Hmm. Now again, I don't, I I don't look anything like Annie Murphy. She is absolutely um, just beautiful. Um, So not even thinking of someone that looks like me, but just trying to think of, um, someone that has similar personality and i thought oh kristen wig might be a good choice too oh yeah uh i consider myself to be funny i don't know that everyone <laughs> always agrees with me but i think i'm pretty funny yeah some days uh maybe not as funny but i i thought i thought about that i did give it some thought i was like hmm i wouldn't be mad about either one of those two <laughs> so yeah i'll go even like you know i it, I don't even know his actual age. Is he a little younger? Maybe, which I'm good with that. Uh, but yeah, even <laughs> yeah. going difference with like race and everything. I mean, with between like Annie Murphy and, and Salma Hayek. So like, I don't know. I'm jumping to like Justice Smith. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm. Uh, so. He was in the new da- Dungeons and Dragons movie and he's in Detective Pikachu and he's in Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. Okay. He's a younger like black guy, but he always plays like the very like nerdy kind of like <laughs> nice nice you know like dry humor very just like deadpan react like either deadpan or like over the top reactions to things it's like there's like no in between i, I think maybe i think I maybe think, justice smith i like <laughs> i think that that's appropriate that fits you i love that yeah. i love that he's in the quarry also he's a uh, one of the counselors in the quarry if you play that ryan I I haven't, but I've seen uh, Jurassic Park: Fallen World, and he's not standing out to me um, at the moment. But I'll look him up on IMDb yeah. and check out his stuff. Um, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I I wouldn't be mad about Annie Murphy because I'm pretty sure she's younger than me, so I'm totally fine with that. And I don't know Kristen Wiig's exact age, but she's probably close to my age. Honestly, I don't know, and I'm not saying my age. So <laughs> I, I've aged myself enough on this podcast and enough <laughs> previous episodes. I'm not calling out the number. Not today. Yeah, that'd be. But you know, I I, I thought about, I was like I I don't. Nobody wants to see what goes on in my life. I I, I work. I sleep. I sit around and I watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do a, the the podcast once a week. I do the prep for the podcast. But other than that, I don't have much of a life. But I don't know. It's not. I I don't think even though I don't have much of a life or really anything that goes on, I don't think I would want it displayed for everyone. 
you know, regardless. I mean, I don't really think I have a whole lot to hide or anything, you know, like Joan is, you know, texting her ex and like cheating on her boyfriend and stuff. There's nothing like, you know, that going on that's salacious um, at all. But I don't think it would be engaging TV. (laughs) By any means, so I'd be an extreme disappointment. You don't want it to happen just because you don't want the Netflix numbers to to hurt from it. You're like, it's not worth. It. You know, they I'd get canceled so fast. They'd be like, yeah, we're we're not we're not doing a season two. Yeah, we're not canceled for anything you did, but canceled because it's just so mundane. Right? Yeah, I meant yeah, I meant canceled like canceled the show. The show. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? Numbers weren't great. No season two for you. It's, <laughs> Don't even bother. There's nothing to watch here. Um, uh-huh. Pretty boring. Just uh, random thought. I, I, wa- I want to know, jo- Annie Murphy, Joan's lawyer, I want to know what her process is to stay as calm as she does. Because that's what I, <laughs> I want to figure out. How do I center my life in that way? Because like her responses, I just thought were, you know, she's like, I know it shocked me too, but they can, they can do it. You know, and then you have Annie Murphy, you know, yelling, <laughs> fuck! And she just goes, yes, I agree. You know, she's just very calm. And she's like, you know, what kind of advice? She's like, just my advice, just ignore it. And, so, and she goes, what kind of fucking advice is that? And she was like, it's the only kind that I have. Like, she's just so, like, calm and collected. I'm like, I want to know the her secret. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I think it fit, too, because I, I read a comment uh, that... The writing in this episode was just not great. And I'm like, I mean, I guess it's fine if this episode wasn't really your flavor or whatever, but I feel like that, I think it was intentional. I'm not saying that the writing was bad, but I think that's kind of the whole point is it was written by AI. It's not real. This is. Yeah. It's kind of a hint that some of the stuff, even in the Annie Murphy storyline is a little unbelievable or a little like TV tropey. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, that comes with the reveal that the whole time this has been the first level of the AI show. So it is added dramatic effect and things are exaggerated a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's kind of the point. Uh, because I, I mean, that's, you know, the writer strike is still going on. We've talked about it a little bit um, as when we were covering Sweet Tooth as well, that the writer strike was um, happening and it's still still going on. And that's a part of it. Um, yeah. You know, what they are kind of fighting for is to, you know, not have the, the basic summary. I won't go into all of the details. You can certainly go look for yourself, but is, you know, to really limit AI and not eliminate writers jobs. and. This this is, I think, a really good, you know, example. I get that this is a show and this is fiction, but it's shocking how real like we are in this moment, you know, talking, you know, about this and it coming up, you know, when it did. You know, Charlie Brooker wrote this during the height of the pandemic and he com- the, the production was complete um, just before chat, GD, chat, chat GPT launched in November of 2022. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's so weird. We always talk about how Black Mirror is so prophetic and (laughs) like, how does he like, how do they figure this shit out? How do they come up with this stuff? And then it, something like that comes to fruition later or that we're talking about it or that it's, you know, um, being talked about. So it's really strange how that has like really come up, you know, kind of threatening 
you know, the writers. And I I really stand by them because I, I just don't think anything would be as good as what people and their creative minds right. uh, can give us. So um, I don't know. Need to be talking about it more, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that was my point. I think we kind of just yeah. talked and went on a rant about some other things. So I hope we haven't lost any listeners. Hopefully they're still with us and not like skipping ahead here. Um, so let's let's get to your next point. Where All right. do you want to talk about? Uh, I'll talk about the ending and kind of the big twist and then how it kind of ends oh. from there. Source Yay. Joan and Annie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which, uh, that all starts when we get Michael Sarah in the most Michael Sarah role ever. (laughs) So great. Uh, (laughs) you know, he's just the computer guy that casually explains the whole situation completely nonchalantly, even when he's like under duress, uh, and then hits them, yeah, with this reveal that they are currently in a show themselves, that Joan is actually actress Annie Murphy from the amazing show Shit's Creek, uh... So fictive level one, dramatizing the la- life of the actual real Joan, source Joan. And at that moment, it was like, boom, black mirrored. There's the twist, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I it. And then they still go through with the plan at that point. It's like, well, we still came here to destroy things. Let's tear it down. Um, Mona Javadi, this like CEO of uh, Streamberry, uh, comes into this computer room before Annie Murphy Joan destroys it, threatening her with this revelation of, you know, strangely enough, it's a recurring Black Mirror concept uh, of digital versions of a person who are living their own life unbeknownst to the quote unquote original version of themselves. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like this, they're their own life form that is completely unaware. Um, I give you some incredible episode titles to go check out, but I don't want to spoil the reveals for those episodes, so I'm not going to tell you which ones they are, but it is a recurring theme in Black Mirror, so I'm just going to say go back, like, because I, I, I wonder there's, I, I know that there's a few listeners who've never watched Black Mirror that might be joining us for this season as an anthology, and I do recommend you go back and rewatch stuff, so I will tell 100%. you that that's one of the best themes in this show, but I'm not going to tell you which episodes it are because I don't want to spoil the reveals in those episodes for you. Uh, <laughs> but there's some great episodes in the backlog for sure. Uh, and so it means that this version of Joan will die in one way or another, but she's going to do it anyway. She's not really phased. Well, really, it's because, as she says, uh, Source Joan does it, you know? It's like, well, if, if I'm here in this situation, that means Source Joan was going to go through with this. So. I'm just gonna, you know, this this digital likeness of Annie Murphy just accepts it. Like, if it's meant to be, if Source Joan wants it done, then that's what she's gonna do. So, yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, there's a lot of question of free will here, yeah, as well. Like, how mm-hmm. much free will do, do these AI generated, um, you know, uh, people have? You know, there's that question that comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, and then I like how it just cut really quick, like. This destruction of the because co- it went up a level and then back down because then we saw like Sama Hayek's character with like the <laughs> bleached hair, you know, the bleached yeah. bangs, like going at it herself. Uh, and so it like jumped around the different levels, but then it when it's destroyed, we're flashed to like quote unquote real life with real source Joan and Annie Murphy is standing there as her accomplice by her side, which is great. Uh, and it's done, but then they're 
promptly arrested for destroying highly valuable private property, right? Uh, <laughs> but then I like, you know, <laughs> they remain friends, and Joan opens her coffee shop that she always dreamed about, and it's it's a Black Mirror happy ending, and I'll say, don't get used to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't. If, if this is the first ever Black Mirror episode that you've ever watched... <laughs> it doesn't really set the the, the tone no. <laughs> very well for the bulk of the Black Mirror episode. Yeah, <laughs> out, of, out of the six seasons, <laughs> right? Like, there's there's a handful of episodes that that kind of follow this happy ending, mm-hmm. but but it's a minority of them for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not the norm. Uh, so yeah, but that makes that's... me love it even more because <laughs> mm-hmm. love the dark and twisty around here. So. Yeah. yeah, I that was such a great twist that I was like, my head was spinning. I think I had to rewind it a couple of times whenever I watched it that first what? time. I was like, wait, yeah. what? Because they were saying it so fast. And and um, Annie Murphy, she's like, I'm in a show. Like, she just keeps repeating everything <laughs> I'm, I'm like kind of laughing, but I'm like, wait, what's happening? I don't think I understand what fictive, fictive level what's happening. Yeah. Um, but that was, a I thought, a fun fun twist and i i enjoyed it um i i'm glad that you that you brought it up because i i was wondering because this is one of my points too uh, this ending so i mean we know that this a whole uh stream of events pretty much ruined her life she lost her job she lost her fiance <laughs> but without this happening Without this show, Joan is awful and everything that happened with it, she would still be stuck in her boring job mm-hmm. with her, I'm sorry to her fiancé, but boring fiancé, her bland right. vanilla fiancé, and still trying to find her purpose right. in life. So, you know, if you want to look at it that way, I think maybe the episode kind of implies that maybe she should be grateful <laughs> yeah. for it happening yeah. because... Oh no! Still a lot of uh, you know personal trauma to deal with, but <laughs> but yeah, it is you know she lost those things, but she did. She gained her dream job that she wanted and a bestie in Annie Murphy, so that's pretty great. Uh, yeah. I'd love to have <laughs> Annie Murphy as a bestie. Yeah, I don't know that I. Yeah, I. You know, trying to trying to figure out a, a, a interesting side to it. Like, well, should should she be grateful for that a little bit? You know, I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of hell. That she had to like literally go through hell to get there, mm-hmm. you know, to get this um, happy ending and get the life that she wanted. And but yeah, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I just I have I have so many problems with this whole idea of, um, you know, creating content with this type of technology and the AI. And the deep fakes, I just, um, you know, and then everyone behind it and profiting off of that. You know, I've seen, I've even seen like where they have uh, AI generated voices of of people mm-hmm. um, that they've, you know, you you think it could just be for entertainment, but then there are people that have gotten a hold of it and use it to scam people. Yeah, and like I said, it's not so much that the technology is bad; it's the people. Um, using it and none of it's regulated you know all of all of this deep fake stuff um and in chat gpt and things like that all this ai is not regulated 
um, at all. So then what happens when bad things happen? You know, are, are there is there anything that can be done? You know, when when things like that happen? Um, I don't know. It just. And it's scary to see how far maybe some companies might go to like use that, take advantage of their customers in the way like Streamberry did in in this episode, you know, um, leaving people with like no agency like they did with Joan, you know, mm-hmm. in this episode, they didn't care about her because the show was such a hit. Um, and then, of course, you know, in this episode, you know, like we talked about using these invasive algorithms, you know, the lawyer talks about it. Hey, you know, when you're just talking about like, what was it, shoe deodorant or something? Yeah. <laughs> she talked and she's like, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you've got an ad for, for that on your phone. You get an email about it. You get a promo, all these things. And I mean, we've, I know we've talked it's about that. It's so true. It's, it's, very, so it's a true. very real thing. Yes. <laughs> it is a very real thing. It's all of these invasive algorithms. You know, and then cameras on our phones, you know, I'm, I'm waving to my FBI agent right now, you know, on on my webcam and how all of that can be used. Um, and it's like privacy is a privilege now. And it's like mm-hmm. there is just it's like it's non-existent anywhere. You have to pay for it with a VPN. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just it bugs me. I just uh. don't like it. I feel like, you know, I'm just so resistant. Um to all of that it leaves me with a very uncomfortable feeling so as fun as what this episode was it really did give me the ick because uh, mm-hmm. i'm just like oh this is like happening and what i feel like our future is going to be i would absolutely hate to have content generated by some qualm poop computer you know, yeah. <laughs> by any streaming platform I, it sounds terrible to me um in so many ways and especially ruining the lives of the people that are actually behind the shows and and write them and produce them and then the actors that act in them, you know, um, and then the fact of, you know, hearing all the time of how much AI eliminates people's jobs. Um, you know, I just like I said, I don't maybe there's some good that comes out of it somewhere, but I just I'm having a hard time seeing the the good in it. And yeah, I'll be quiet because I feel like I'm totally on a soapbox here, but it just <laughs> it really made me think and it really just freaks me out. I don't like it. So I, I hope I hope we don't get get to that point is basically yeah. all i'm saying yeah it's like for every like good use of it like you know taking the voice of homer simpson and making him go on a profanity laden rant for humor is great but for every time you do that you're also taking you can take somebody else's voice or likeness and have them promoting or saying or doing things that are completely against their character or will and be you know used in a very you know bad way you know mm-hmm. manipulative way or something so yeah it's that slippery slope you know it idea is. for sure yeah absolutely yeah um do you have any other points that you want to talk yeah. about yeah <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've still got a good little bit um okay i don't know if you have other I- stuff but well, it, it's kind of a point, but it's it's all Easter eggs because, you know, okay. it wouldn't be Black Mirror if we didn't have some oh, Easter yeah. eggs. We always have nice. Easter eggs um, for all, like almost all um, episodes. So I've, I've yeah. got Easter eggs. Um, I have an entire section of Easter eggs and stuff, too, which I pulled oh, awesome. from like a Netflix article. So if you might have done the same thing. So sweet. I'll let you go over that. And then if I have any extras, I'll throw them in. But uh, we'll go back and forth on that one. Yeah. But yeah, other points. Uh, the last like main point, just joan again 
uh, the, the main, like, the character of, of Andy Murphy's Joan. Uh, mm-hmm. Just little things I noticed. Her, like, at the beginning of the episode, you know, she's saying they're, like, faking, enjoying the bland food. Her, like, mmm, yeah, was just a 100%. little bit of Lexus, right? <laughs> la, la, Lexus. la, 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 A little bit of Lexus. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, it was so great. I just giggled and just made yeah. me so happy because I'm like, that is an Alexis. Mmm. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mmm. It's yummy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All, all I saw was Alexis Rose. Uh, <laughs> and this, yeah, I, I wonder, like, watching this, it's just like, our original Joan, but it's actually not Source Joan, but what we think is, for most of it, so I'm just like, I'm just referring to her as Joan in my notes, because that's who we follow most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like even her, like, she's still not that bad of a person. It's a lot of, like, more, like, misunderstandings and things like that. Except for the boyfriend thing, it is kind of a very that, uncool situation. That was did not shed uh, her in a very good light at no. all. So I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I, as the other things that I'm watching, I'm like, she doesn't seem... I mean, if you take that right. out, yeah. she's not that awful. Yeah, but then it makes sense with what we learned that each iteration on a deeper like AI level, the awfulness, so to speak, is escalated a little bit to where you're like, maybe Source Joan is actually just a super nice person. And like... <laughs> yeah. Because how much how much of what happened with, with Like maybe at that dinner like Mac tried to kiss her and she went, No, I want nothing to do with this and then the Annie Murphy version happened and then that Chris left her anyway because the kiss happened in the dramatized version when it maybe didn't even happen in real life. We don't know. Right. And- <laughs> because yeah, you like you said, at each it, it it keeps changing in tone and it feels like they are trying to make her more awful every every time and every level and she knows that that's not what really happens but viewers like people watching the show are watching it and take it as fact and even people that were there like sandy like she was there she was there in that room and what and was there in that interaction but even she bought into the idea of how rude and awful uh, joan was even though she wasn't that rude to her when she fired her yeah i like that there's another like little scene that yeah where, you know, it's just like, please, not now. It's like, well, if not now, when? And then, like, I guess Sandy's, like, friend or girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. that's where they're at the bar. It's like, oh, she did not say that. And it cuts to Andy Murphy going, I did not say that. Like, exactly. Very, and she's like, yeah. see, I told you. how. Look how she was. But I'm like, well, she wasn't really, like, that way to you. Right. I mean, she was a little, I don't know, if, I guess you could call her kind of cold, but she was trying to just... I think she was just trying to be emotionally out of it because she had yeah. a job that she had to do, unfortunately, as it was. But yeah. I'm like, see, so she's even buying it into facts. And that's like a huge problem with this. It's like media distorts information and sells it as facts. Yeah. You know, and that's what we have here. But um, mm-hmm. yes. Sorry, please. Continue. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, yeah. So Joan then does mention at the therapist uh, her dream of opening a coffee shop, which again, like the coffee was like another little through line where like every time she's drinking coffee, she's like, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, that's <laughs> total foreshadowing. <laughs> I know. Uh, which is like maybe the real source Joan is very picky. Uh, but then again, you like escalate things to where like Annie Murphy Joan just like hates most coffee that she drinks, but she still wants to like open a coffee shop. Uh, you just like push it a little bit more. Uh, I did feel, yeah, the Mac of it all. Like, I kind of broke away from like the character thing and just like almost in like friend mode, like, okay, if I could actually give some advice to this as a human being, if I knew them, I'd be like, okay, yeah, the whole Krish thing, it's like, yeah, don't you're the fact that you're accepting the fact that you're settling then that's 
probably a, a big flag to say, uh, get out of that relationship because it's not fair mm-hmm. to you or for Chris. You for know, him, like, yeah, you don't marry somebody because it's safe. That's like the worst reasoning for anything, right? Um, for big I, life decisions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just personally speaking, I will never settle again. <laughs> you know, don't right. don't ever settle. Yeah, and then when she says, I feel like I didn't actively choose this. I feel like I'm not the main character in my own life story. That was some big foreshadowing. Because mm-hmm. she wasn't. She wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, just talked a little bit. I just noticed, yeah, just kind of recapping little things. Yeah, the, the jogger guy is like, hey, Joe, in the first day is now like, shame on you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then she gets fired because Salma Hayek broke her NDA. Uh, <laughs> and it just pushes her to a breaking point to where finally, you know, it might not be blowing an orangutan, but, uh, but Joan does take that idea a little bit. And decides to get the attention of Salma Hayek. I talked about that, you know, <laughs> without going into too much detail, let's just say it includes a lot of greasy food, some major laxatives, and an ability to completely remove all shame temporarily. Uh, and the ability to draw a penis on your forehead. Yes. Nice touch. Poor, poor wedding attendees, especially the bride and that innocent little flower girl. Merry Christmas mm-hmm. one and all indeed. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they like showing that visual over and over because we got Annie Murphy doing it. Then we got Salma Hayek as we're watching her do it. And did you stay mm-hmm. for the credits? Yes, there's a we post-credit scene. <laughs> yep, it's great. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, get the kids out of here. Uh, yeah, and then the last point that I had was literally just a little quote fest. Just some of my favorite quotes. Uh, which, again, very... Eddie Murphy brilliance the mm, amazing is that salt <laughs> know, like, oh, me dude. Up. is it like an interesting uh, flavors things with salt right? oh, that's, no. that's the most interesting <laughs> um and then when after the church situation the, have you not seen Joan is awful no but it's on my list just wait till episode four I hear it's gonna be a blast um and then the other, after she gets bail, and the other cop tells her, you're disgusting. And again, the little Alexis kind of snuck out a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> just that. That was an Alexis Rose moment for sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, just so many great quotes. Uh, Salma Hayek. So then, whose anus is doing the shitting? <laughs> uh, Salma Hayek. <laughs> um. And then Michael Sarah going, this is not called Salma Hayek gets everything explained to her, but doesn't understand it still. (laughs) (laughs) I think they probably had way too much fun filming all of this, if I have to guess. Yeah, Um, I still have extra notes, but I'm going to let you. I've talked a lot. So let's do your Easter eggs first. Then I can go back. (laughs) No, this is all good. Well, I would love to have because I don't want to um, steal all of them. So if you if 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 I have some that you haven't mentioned or I have some that you haven't, we'll we'll just go back and forth on these. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if if it's your first go around with um, Black Mirror, there's almost always um, some Easter eggs sprinkled throughout the episodes. Maybe not in all of them, but a lot of them you're probably going to see some yeah. references to some other I, I, episodes. I used an article like from Netflix themselves through their to dumb stuff that uh, mm-hmm. 
So there's like at least one in every episode this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there probably is. But like in other um, past episodes, there's almost always something. Usually. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I I mean, I'd have to go back and really validate that. But there's a lot. I so I really love how we kind of, you know, keep it in the universe. So one of the first ones that I wrote down was um, which, again, just again, blowing my mind how uh, accurate it it was depicting um, Netflix on there with the, the Streamberry platform mm-hmm. because the, the the it looks exactly the same. Like yeah. when you turn it on, it the format was like exactly the same. Like it didn't seem modified at all. And I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe they're getting away <laughs> with this. Uh, but as Joan, Annie Murphy's Joan, and her uh, fiance are getting ready to watch TV, um, Locke Henry. Uh, the documentary was available on Streamberry, mm-hmm. which I haven't watched it yet, but that is that episode, is episode two, two. Mm-hmm. of uh, season six um, titled Lock Henry. So this was, I guess, a documentary about that, um, whatever it is that happens in, in that episode. So that was cool. Nice little tie in to this season. Yep. Um, what What's one of your Easter eggs? Uh, well, I have like a whole list of. The, the show titles that are on the Streamberry service. Oh, There's a okay. A l- lot of those. So I don't know if you have more of those ones. I do. But... I do. I've got a couple. Um, yeah. There was, oh, there's a lot on there. Let's jump, I'll jump down to um, others that was not listed on Streamberry. But in the newspaper mm-hmm. that we see in the episode, there was a headline that reads yeah. Grains Going Out of Style. Yeah, which that's like, wasn't that your like favorite episode of choice? Um, y- yeah, definitely so. one of my favorites. So that 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 was a reference to grain technology, which was first seen in Black Mirror season one, episode three, titled "The Entire History of You." Yes, one of my absolute favorite uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. So for those that don't know, the grain Im- the grain is the brain implant that allows people to replay memories in their mind as if they're video recordings. So the headline is an intriguing update of the imaginative technology implying that fewer people in the Black Mirror universe are interested in getting them. (laughs) So I love that. Um, That was a great little throwback to that episode. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So, yeah, we'll circle around to the, like, Streamberry stuff. But uh, there was some phone app uh, Mm -hmm. notification things i feel like we pulled from the same articles we might have all the same stuff but we uh, might have some of the same ones yeah but yeah uh again without going too deeply into like specifics about other episodes but when different people are on their phones uh sandy when she's at the bar and she gets the text message about the show uh joan is awful she also has a notification from the app smithereen which is a social media website featured in season five episode two smithereens um and also on smithereen that app mac also has that app and uh as he's scrolling through his smithereen app he there is a uh post from lacy pound who is bryce dallas howard's character in the episode nosedive so that's right love that that's so good well one of uh another one of my favorites this was a a callback to a song Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched any Black Mirror uh, episodes, especially this one here, you'll know this song. So there was a song as Joan was walking into the restaurant to meet up with Mac um, there at dinner. Um, if you listen, it was just very quick. 
Um, but if you've watched any Black Mirror episodes, then that should have sounded familiar to you because that song originally appeared in 15 Million Merits. And it's appeared in a couple of Black Mirror episodes. Um, it's titled Anyone Who Knows What Love Is by Irma Thomas. And it's kind of a theme song that's kind of sprinkled yeah. throughout the Black Mirror um, universe. It, it appeared in White Christmas, which I know um, like your favorite, mm-hmm. or one of your top favorites anyway. Men Against Fire, Crocodile, Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2, and then, of course, this episode. So that really yeah. thrilled me as soon as I heard that, because I love that song, too, especially the girl that sings, I don't remember the name of the actress, so that's bad on me, um, but the girl that sings it in 15 Million Merits does a beautiful job, and it's one of my favorite yeah. versions um, that I've actually downloaded, and just, I think it's it's beautiful. I think she does a beautiful job with it, and I love that song so much so it was really great to hear it again um really gives you that black mirror vibe yeah um little ones i don't know if you have uh jones lawyer works at skillane legal yes (laughs) uh which is a reference to the character of victoria skillane from white bear which I will give nothing else away about that episode and her character, no. but yeah. <laughs> no, we won't give anything away because I'm I'm really excited to have if we do have some folks new to the Black Mirror universe and and yeah. haven't watched. I, I want to try not to give away any kind of spoilers or anything, but um, I I just highly encourage everyone to to go check it out. Um, that that one was a good one for sure. Uh, okay, well, let's go back because I think I everything I have um, as far as Easter eggs are related yeah. to what you see on Streamberry. Yeah, other than the Black Mirror theme, like the little glitchy sound was at the uh, Streamberry office as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it so much. The little, you know, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. That was good. So there was also um, a fictional Streamberry documentary called Finding Ritman. Which mm-hmm. referenced Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yes. Will Poulter's character. There. Will Poulter's character who played Colin <laughs> Rittman and he was a central character. And this was the this was um kind of a contro- only controversial because people weren't quite sure what to think of it, I guess. They they weren't sure kind of what to really think of that, but it was an interactive yeah. um Black Mirror episode, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, um is what that one was called. So it was a fictional documentary um that I guess was focusing on the life and career of of Colin Rittman and what hap- what may have happened to him after the events of Bandersnatch. So that was really cool to see to mm-hmm. see that on there. Yeah. Uh yeah, we can go back and forth on just picking some of those out. Another one, yeah. uh The Callow Years is a series on there which is a reference to uh, <laughs> Prime oh, Minister <laughs> Callow. From season one, episode one, the national anthem. Uh, yeah. Definitely not talking about that one or giving away any spoilers for that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just <laughs> obviously, yeah, he, he got an entire documentary series or at least a movie about him. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I always say if you're new to Black Mirror, this is my advice. If you're new and you haven't watched any other episodes, maybe skip that one at first. Maybe. Watch a few. Watch a few. Kind of get the tone, get the feel of the show, what it's all about, and then go back and watch it. I mean, it's it's worth watching, but some folks just aren't ready for it. Yeah. It's, it's not a great start point for this show. It gets people the wrong idea a lot. Yeah. 
but definitely worth watching. Um, yeah, that was interesting. There was another content reference on uh, Streamberry called Junipero Dreaming, mm-hmm. which referenced one of uh, my favorite episodes. I, I, I keep saying my favorite. Honestly, there's so many favorites, but this one right. was definitely tops two called San Junipero. That, and I think it's a big fan favorite, too. I think uh, a yeah. lot of folks would probably say that San Junipero is probably in, in one of their favorites. Um, so, yeah, there was definitely some reference there um, to that show or to that episode as well. Yes. Uh, let's see. Got a list here. Uh, Hot Shot from 15 Million Merits was also on the Streamberry service. You can just watch Hot Shot. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that one I have on my list as well. And I think that's all that I have. Did you have right. any more Easter eggs? Yeah. Uh, okay, go for so it. Let's see. So I've got them in a list here. So yeah, Callow Years. Sea of Tranquility is a uh, fictional TV show that is referenced in several different episodes. Um, and so that was on there. Space Fleet. Uh, is a reference oh, to USS Callister. USS Callister. That was a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good episode. Uh, Mad Mind is also from Bandersnatch, and I think that was that for this one. Yeah, a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah, in this one, that was a delight. That's almost one of my favorite parts of watching these <laughs> is getting to see some of those references. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Do you have any other notes or points? Uh, yeah, uh, some casting stuff. I'll be completely honest. I did not recognize Avi Nash the first watch. I don't know how. I, I just didn't like. It was his shaved head for me. Yeah, it's, it's and then yeah, and then I was seeing people like I you know I I don't read all of our feedback, but I was seeing when I get notifications when people leave feedback on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I I saw like one or two a bit like Avi Nash, and I was like, what? And so then I had to look back. I was like, that is him. I just how did I not meow the first time. It was the hair. I'm just yeah because he. I know him and remember him as Sadiq on The Walking Dead. Yes, and so I'm used to the the hair. He had a uh, longer hair, and that really threw me. Yeah, but and yeah. then one that is for a much smaller, n- very niche uh, fan group of people. Uh, Eric Jones' assistant, whatever there at the office, uh, is played by former Mythical crew member for Good Mythical Morning for, with Rhett and Link YouTube series, Jared Goldstein. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, um, the, let's see, what was her name? Um, that Joan fired her. Sandy. S- Sandy, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it down in my notes and lost it because I was looking at her. The actress's name was played by A.U. Idibri. I'm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm not butchering that too hard, but she plays Sydney on The Bear, which has quickly become ah, one of my favorite shows. Nice. Um, highly recommend. So it was uh, really cool to see her. I was like, oh, my God, because I like literally just the day before watched her on The Bear. I started season two. and I was just like, yeah. hey. <laughs> so it was delightful to see some of these familiar faces, um, you know, throughout. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's really great. I highly recommend um, The Bear, just FYI to anyone. Season yeah, one is really great, and season two is off to a fantastic start. It was like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, and then, like, I guess, like, the two other notes that, like, fit other points that I just, like, missed. I <laughs> skipped somehow. Uh, 
uh, Krish walking back in on the kiss. Bad timing. And then he's Oof. out. Mm-hmm. And at that, that like exchange, they will show me your phone. And she's like, it's in the house. I was like, oh, that is the most shallow <laughs> attempt that literally anyone is seeing through. Like, yeah, that you deserve him driving off at that point. Come on. Yeah, like, you stepped in it. Wasn't good. <laughs> uh, and then again, after the reveal at the end, it makes a lot more sense. But as you're watching, I was like, logistically, some of this stuff about like the thing, like, especially with that scene when Krish like leaves. I was like, some of the current happenings are, like, also happening in the episode they're watching in this, like, 40-minute episode. And I was like, that doesn't add up, because people are streaming it at different times, because they, like, if they paused it or whatever, it's like, how, are, how is it streaming in real time when people can start it and fast-forward and pause at all different times? But then again, learning that this version that we're seeing here with Andy Murphy is an AITV show a level above the real Joan. I was like, oh, so you can explain away inconsistencies like that because we're already a level deep into the show at that point. So right. Things don't have to make that kind of sense. Yep. Yeah, awesome. that's all I've got. <laughs> okay. That was great. Well, I think that's a pretty good um, place to wrap it. I think I've said all I need to say and probably more than what I needed to say. I'm sure some, <laughs> some opinions like, okay, stop talking, Rayma. Um, I do have a couple of news items. The fun thing about Black Mirror being an anthology is that I can safely, you know, look up just something specific um, for an episode and not worry about getting spoiled. So I have a, a few small things that I thought were worth mentioning. Um, since this um, episode kind of goes around the conversation of AI and deep fake and that type of technology. There was an article, um, they talked to Charlie Brooker, this was from Empire Online, um, an interview. He says, I've toyed around with chat GPT a bit, um, he said. Uh, The first thing I did was type generate Black Mirror episode, and it comes up with something that at, at first glance reads plausibly, but on second glance, is shit (laughs) because all it's done is look up all the synopses of black mirror episodes and sort of mush them together. Then if you dig a bit more deeply, you go, Oh, there's actually not any real original thought here. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was funny because I of course like to give it a lot of crap, but it's interesting that he even like just tried it and said, well, what could it, what could it do? And yeah. apparently it doesn't come up with anything very original. So that's why I'm like, you know, it's, you need actual <laughs> yeah. creative minds. The writer's jobs are still safe for a little while. <laughs> We're I hope so. I hope so. Um, kind of scary. Um, and then some other news. So, oh, well, we already talked about the, um, your awful Dot com. So we've already talked about that. Um, there was another article by Collider um, with Charlie Brooker as far as where he got the idea. Because it's like, where does he get this, right? Like, wh- what inspires him? Where does he get these things? Um, so he said that he was watching The Dropout, um, which was the dramatization of Elizabeth Holmes in the Theranos story, which I got totally obsessed with when that, that came out, that whole documentary and... Um, Then there was the Hulu show. Um, So he was watching uh, that story and he said, I was watching that with my wife and we were sort of commenting on like, God, this feels like it happened yesterday. And here it is already a drama on TV. And 
Um, so he was talking about how this specific dramatization inspired him to change this original idea that he had into a fictionalized adaptation in order to combine it with other ideas. Cause he had two different, I guess, ideas kind of floating around and he kind of merged mm-hmm. them together. Um, in that formed, uh, Jonah's awful. He says, I was watching the show and I thought, Oh, that's a, that's dramatizing stuff. That's a better sort of story. And then you get into the deep fake AI stuff. And he says, after watching the dropout, Brooker recalls everything kind of coming together. He said, then these two half ideas you've had suddenly go and get sucked up into this one. So sometimes rather than leaving an idea behind, it's like a little bit of a melody or something that's still like playing on a loop somewhere in the back of your head and you find the place for it. And when he was asked about his ideas, Charlie Brooker said, uh, sometimes there's half an idea um, citing Joan is awful is an example in which the title stuck in his head early on. He said, an average woman finds herself on the front page of the newspaper. She's the lead item on the news, not because she's involved in a terrible scandal or that she's done something heroic, but just she's the main character of the day. He knew early on that the idea would be most effective if it preyed on Joan's insecurities rather than any major life events, but was yet to conceive of a story to carry the idea. He said, I don't know what the story is, but it's a funny situation. Then there was another idea, which was to do with the deep fake AI generated imagery being streamed by a news network. Um, He said, or they said, how did these two ideas come to be one? And he says, um, you know, you've got an idea, but you don't have a story. And he said it didn't come to him until he was watching um, the dropout. Nice. So I thought that was interesting. I was like, well, there's some interesting inspiration. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, good stuff from Charlie Brooker. We got some great listener feedback. So let's check out what our listeners uh, have to say about this episode. There was a lot of opinions, Um, (laughs) not so much with our listener feedback, but just some things I saw online that I was like, um, you know, kind of more negative, I think, in tone. So I'm really curious to see what our listeners thought about this episode. Do you want to take the first one? All right. The first one comes from Derek Whitfield. Says a crazy episode, a bit scary too. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Karen, she says, man, that first episode was awesome. Not least because Avi Nash, Sadiq, was in it too. So cool how it became meta at the end while serving as a chilling reminder of AI's dangers plus our collective obsession and exploitation of public figures. So glad you're covering the show again. Hi, Rima. Hi, Paik. Hi, Karen. All right, the next one from Sarah Saltzman says, Love Annie Murphy, and she was fantastic in this role. It took deep fakes to a whole new and scary level. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Cantu Davidson says, As a newbie to Black Mirror, this was a little bit of a mind fuck. Super captivating and had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. I feel like my brain short circuited a little when Michael Sarah's character was explaining the levels of fakeness. The cheerleader in a church situation was disgusting and hilarious all at once. Can't wait to hear y'all break it down. Nice. Welcome. Welcome to the Black Universe. (laughs) I knew you were looking forward to this. Me and uh, a little uh, break the the, the wall there. Me and Rebecca sat down and had lunch together. That's right. Bun B's new burger place (laughs) at Trail Burgers. uh, That's awesome. (laughs) Last week. So that was that was fun. That's great. That was a great picture of y'all. Uh, so yeah, so no, she was saying she was looking forward to starting Black Mirror <laughs> with this. So it's a good place to start. It is. And the next one comes from Debbie Tori, who just says, loved it. Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
Don Elizabeth says, once again, Black Mirror leaves me feeling like they know a lot more of what's going on in the tech world than I do, <laughs> which wouldn't be difficult to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I love stuff like this that takes you further into the rabbit hole and leaves you wondering if it could all possibly be true. I must be the only person who didn't know who Salma Hayek is, but I did recognize a few of the other actors enjoyed all of them. I'm looking forward to the rest of the series and always read the fine print. <laughs> Good advice. And this one from Wendy says, I really love this one. Smart and so, so funny. It's really about the things we all keep hidden and how today's social media world reveals people. I thought it was the network mocking itself in many ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. Our good friend Anwen Carver-Holthausen says, Hi, Raymond and Paik. This was a fantastic episode. So many layers. I love the reveal from Michael Sierra that Joan wasn't even the real Joan. I thought it said a lot about how we view ourselves and present ourselves to others. I also thought it was a dig at how real life characters are always played on screen by better looking actors and also a comment on how we portray our best selves on social media. I love how Black Mirror takes what we know and pushes it just beyond into creepy but very plausible territory. Wouldn't it be amazing if they could make your own face pop up on the menu when you finish the episode? <laughs> Again, plausible if they made a deal with whoever else has our image. I felt like I was in the show, and when we had finished watching the episode and started uh, flicking through to see what else there is, can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you. And this one comes from Emily Rouse. says, Gotta start by saying, I hated the first two episodes of last season so much that I only just realized I never watched the very last episode of season five. I guess I have to go back and watch it. Anyway, that's the long way of saying I was very happy at how good this episode was. It had some hilarious moments. Salma Hayek was definitely the highlight. Reminded me a little of my favorite episode, Nosedive, with Bryce Dallas Howard from Season 3. I've heard a few people say it's about consumers not reading the terms and conditions. While that could be true, I think it's more to send up of how bloated the terms and conditions are. Political pork in bills is the same. Companies and politicians shove an agenda deep into the middle of mumbo-jumbo because they know we won't read it or would need a lawyer to understand it anyway. I remember years ago using an antivirus software whose terms and conditions were literally three paragraphs long and it boiled down to... We promise not to steal or sell your information. It really should be that easy. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Definitely agree. <laughs> I would, if, if they were all that short and to the point, I would read them every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Emily. Uh, we got an email from our good friend Daphne and Paik's other co-host. She says, hi, Rima and Paik. I have to start by saying I love Annie Murphy. She's amazing in this episode and got the season started off on the right foot. Joan is awful, ticked all the boxes of what I want in a TV show, the humor, the complexity, and the horror. The thought of AI actually taking over our lives. Can you imagine? My question for you is, if this happened to you, who plays you? Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See so what we talked Here's about the question. That earlier. So I like our, uh, the, the, the fake fictive level one podcast strange indeed is is hosted by Kristen wig and justice smith i like that idea let's do that one <laughs> let's, let's run with that let's run with that that was great i love uh, i'm so happy to see most folks dug it it was really bumming me out to see so many negative opinions of the show online and so it was really great um all of you um i mean you don't always have to agree with me if i love something and you don't but um it, it's nice to have some like-mindedness Thank you so much for writing in. Um, I can't wait to like hear 
about the rest of the episodes. And if you've already watched them, um, again, all the posts are up. So if you went ahead and watched them and want to go ahead and leave your thoughts while they're fresh in your mind um, and it's, you know, on your mind um, to, to leave some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. So definitely, yeah. um, definitely do that. Well, next on Strange Indeed, um, hopefully with me and you, Paige, the, the real, the real us, right, yeah. <laughs> not the fictive, <laughs> fictive level one. Um, next week, we are going to be covering season six, episode two of Black Mirror titled Locke Henry. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it takes place in Scotland and, you know, Locke being Lake mm-hmm. in Scottish terms. So yes. I'm guessing it'll be in Scotland, which yes. I'm excited for. Um, yeah i'm uh, i know you can't say say anything anything. you can't say anything yeah but i'm excited (laughs) i can't wait to watch and focus on that one Mm -hmm. yeah we hope everyone joins us for that one be sure like i said leave us some feedback for that one um as well right for sure yeah and if you'd like to do that leave feedback for that like uh, rima mentioned on our facebook page you can find the posts all the episodes this season but if you'd like to write in, send us an email, another message, voicemail, whatever you want to do, you can find all that information over at podcastica.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows like Run For Your Lives with yeah. you and Daphne. Y'all, you want to tease us with something this week? Yeah, this week we're, again, a newer-ish movie, uh, 2022. So last year, uh, kind of a big horror hit, uh, the movie Smile we are covering this week. Which, very creepy. Also some good, like, kind of social commentary, personal commentary within there. There's a deeper level to it. It's really interesting. But yeah, definitely, definitely a creepy horror movie. So yeah, if you want to check that out, let us know your thoughts. (laughs) Y'all might push me to watch. I haven't watched it. I was kind of spooked. Just just the marketing alone. And uh, it, it really just... It, it felt very disturbing, and I think I was a little too chicken to <laughs> watch it, but y'all might push me too. So. It's it's good. It's interesting, for sure. Okay. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you go check that out and all the other great stuff going on over on Podcastico. Walking Dead, Dead City is running over on the, la- uh, the cast of us right now, so you can check out that coverage. The season two finale of From is over on the What Is From cast with Alex and Lizzie. So go give those shows that are running right now some love, and especially our show if you haven't already given us a rating, review, subscription, follow, whatever you want to do. Five stars. Whatever it is that on your <laughs> app player of choice. Give us some love. Help us uh, get out there a little more. We always appreciate it. Always appreciate it. Please and thank you in advance. Mm-hmm. But for now, that is our show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Pate. And Debbie Tori is strange indeed.